Hi, this is Nick Underhill, and you're listening to a New Orleans.network podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to this week's episode of Pals Pod, New Orleans.network podcast. As always, I'm your host, Raphael Rattler, joined by my fellow middle brother, Garrett G. Money Rattler. What's popping with you this week, bro? Mighty Gras, baby carnival time. We lit in the city, man. It's, it's lit. It's going up, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to see everybody out in the revelers, out in, you know, people getting back to a semblance of normalcy uh, during these crazy times. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I, I see a lot of, Pell's gear out there, so you know it's making me making me feel good. What's going on in the city? But uh, how about you, bro? How's everything going on? I'm blessed, son. I'm blessed. I'm on. I'm on vacation. I get to go home. Yes, about to take this drive back home. Yes, I can't wait. Uh, we got two years worth of monographs to make up for. So uh, I'm facts. blessed, man. I'm blessed. But uh, it's been a. It feels like it's been a long time since the last episode. I feel like a lot of things have happened since the last episode. Yeah, Pels uh, fans. Pels <laughs> fans tend. We tend to age of dog years these days. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, before we get into the, the nuts and bustles of the show, uh, you know, if you like the content, if you guys enjoy, you know, what we put together here and working with uh, the community for, uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us uh, on Instagram. The uh, underscore Pels pod uh like the episode subscribe to new orleans.network uh what's up dylan what's up with you what up baby what's good d so let's talk about an all-star break uh <laughs> it was okay i'll put it this way the rising stars challenges other than the first game was entertaining like mm-hmm. they went out like garrett payne's team kind of set the tone for everybody else because the first game they were just kind of walking around nobody's really playing so the game got close to the end but the second game, Gary Payne's team came out like, oh, we're trying to win this thing. And so that made the other team play that way, and the championship game was entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I like that part. Like, I like that part of the tournament. I think that's probably where it kept out. <laughs> that was probably, like, the, the best of the All-Star. That was race. the crescendo. That was the, the peak of All-Star. Shellis was like, what is this? Like, you know, all you know, you know how I feel about Giannis. Like, I think Giannis is the most disrespected superstar in the game. But, like, him and his brothers, like, I don't know what that skills challenge was. Like, obviously, they did not practice or were not prepared for it. You know, then you had centers trying to dribble and pass. Like, it was, you know, they could have picked something different if you were going to have that cast of characters, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, what what did you feel about And then the dunk contest was horrible. But what did oh. you feel about the weekend altogether? Yeah, man, I, I think there was some good and – a lot of bad, a lot of bad. First of all, the the rising star challenge, you know, seeing seeing her about there, um, being represented, and, and, and seeing him on the national stage and getting some of the flowers that you know the Pell's community uh, gives to him on a daily basis. To see him kind of get that on the national stage was pretty cool to see. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of the of the change in uh you know the change in the, the format, uh, the tournaments and, and things like that. I think that breaking the games up when you, when you have two teams of like you know, uh, of all of these young stars, uh, you know, you don't get to see a lot of uh, uh, of other guys. You know, they'd be buried deep in the bench and stuff like that. Right. But when you break it up into these multiple teams, um, you know, everybody gets a shot. And in that tournament, uh, you know, you always like to see competitive basketball. And so when you give these guys a stake uh, to play in, especially those young guys, uh, you, you know, you see some good things. You saw Jay, Jay Sean Tate, who is 26 years old, and I have no, under, no idea how – how the hell he gets in the in the rising star channel? But I, I get it, you know he's, he's fresh, <laughs> fresh NBA. He played well. Jalen Green played where Herb didn't really do too much. So, um, you know the rising stars was 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 good. Now the the one thing I don't understand about Saturday, what was the Steph Curry, Aisha Curry like? I feel like it was a His wife. It was a filler. Like it was like we gonna go from this segment to this segment. In between, we need something. Right, so of and, and during a, a basketball <laughs> weekend, a celebration of the NBA 75 greatest players, we're going to find out who is the who has a personality more than yes. Charles Barkley out of Stephen Aisha Curry. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not really sure awful. about that. And then like they was blindfolded and drinks. Yeah. I'm like, what? what is this, right? There was little to Bro, no basketball. That's a game you play at an engagement party, not at NBA All-Star Week. In like front that. of millions of people who are watching, like I, it oh. was that part. I, I you know, the, the the slam dunk competition uh, and the skills competition. They need to do something about those two. Um, 
you know, I, I shout out, shout out to, to to Giannis for keeping his brothers employed. You know what I'm saying? Or keeping his brother employed. <laughs> he said employed. Um, you yeah, said man. You said. Like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to him for that. But that was that was atrocious. Um, you know, his his brother shows why he is a, a he's great at his role. Um, which is which is supporting Giannis. Um, <laughs> and, and the dunk contest, man. Listen, I. It was shades of Chris Anderson and J.R. Smith, bro, with, with, <laughs> in the city. It, it was, I, I mean, Jalen Green with the oh. NFT thing and then the dunk, dunking eight times. And I was like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I checked out. I, I was yeah. like, I'm with you, Cap. I was with you. Um, he set the tone poorly. Like, as yeah. soon as he walked up there and couldn't do it, like, eight times in a row, it was like, oh, okay. To be honest with you, I didn't know who won it because I turned it off and started playing 2K. Um, I didn't know... <laughs> Who won the dunk contest until like the day after? Because I was like, I, I just I, I checked out. Knows. But but the game was pretty cool though, bro. The game was pretty cool. The Elam ending um on Sunday, uh, you know those, those you know I I like the Elam ending. I like that target score. Mm. Steph is insane. Uh, you know Jai's incredible. Uh, LeBron the the NBA story writers got in a Marvel bag and let LeBron <laughs> hit the game winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know it was it was it was it was pretty cool and it's it's always good to see when uh, all of these basketball that top seventy five uh mm-hmm. celebration. It, it's so cool to see these legends uh just kind of like be fanboys amongst each other. Right. Um, you know when with all this talent and all this royalty around and then you know Mike wasn't around. You know and everybody was like, oh where's Mike? Mike's not to be found. And then. All of a sudden, he shows up at the end uh, and is the last person announced in the in the top seventy five, and the crowd went crazy. So I think that part was was cool. Um, that the 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 All Star Saturday, bro, it, it, it left a lot to be desired. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Speaking of a lot to be desired, uh, last week for the Pels was not great. Uh, nah, it man. wasn't great. Nah. You know, it started off on a high. It was like, okay, get some time, CJ, get some time, acclimate with your teammates, get to know their spots. And you had the Toronto game where, you know, CJ had a good game. B.I. almost had a triple-double. Like, that was the first time we got to win a game and, like, B.I. didn't have to play at the end. And it was like, okay, finally, like, we got mm-hmm. it. Like, this is what we're supposed to see. Like, we absolutely drummed the Raptors who've been playing incredible basketball, like, the yep. last month or so. Like, they've been playing very well. And you come out and you absolutely destroy a team like that. You're like, okay, we might got a shot versus Memphis. And then – you see that Jaws not playing. You're like, okay, we might really have a shot. Like, even though <laughs> really good, yeah, uh, yeah. even without him, you're like, okay, Pell's coming off a good win. We're at home. Like, here's a shot. And then the game started. Um, it was an ugly loss. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, it was, it was a really ugly loss because they dominated from start to finish. It wasn't necessarily that, like, oh, the Pell's only lost by 12 points. They made a comeback and all that stuff. It was how they lost. Like, they were getting killed by Tyus Jones over and over and over. Like, the same play over and over, and no adjustments were made. Like, nothing. Like, it was, it was like, okay, we're okay living with this. But it's like, but you can't live with this for four quarters. Like, that's how you lose the game. And so, like, that was when the tide kind of turned and people start getting a little bit upset about Willie Green and the rotations and the defensive uh, adjustments and offensive adjustments. Uh, Steven Adams outplayed JV. Like, he made JV look like a little boy. I'm like, what? What did Devontae couldn't hit a shot? Like, it was it was bad all the way around. Um, it was a really tough game. And so, you know, did you take anything away from that game? Because, like, I kind of – last week seems like two years ago to me. It does. So, like, I'm, I'm just like, man, that was a terrible game, but you probably weren't going to win the game anyway. So, what are your thoughts on the Memphis game? Yeah, no, the 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 Toronto and, and the Memphis game was like night and day. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. I mean, like, it literally, like, the Raptors game, I was like, this is it. This this is it. Like, this is, here we are. Here we are. Like, this is the team that we've been, we've been clamoring for, and here we are. We finally got it. And so I, I thought that was the turn of the corner. Um, Just when Memphis, the Memphis game w- was, was really bad. It, w- it was bad because, the way that they lost was not like it was just something that that Memphis did differently. It wasn't like they played the same way as if Ja Morant was there, right? They just didn't have the dynamic athleticism. And so, you know, to see Tyus Jones kind of fill into that spot and they not lose a beat. Um, you know, it, it 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 was it was a double up loss because one, you know, you you lost the game and you know it affects the standings for this year, right? But it also made you look and be like, man, that is a team that is cohesive. 
That's a team that their young guys have all been there um, and, and is growing together. And like when they get into a situation, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's almost and, and I remember you t- you talking about this, like they're like they're sort of like Miami East right now. Right. Where they, they can lose guys and they just plug people in because the system is is so well built and so, you know, well running. And, and it just it had a, a bad it was like a double loss because you right. you saw Memphis and you see them as like almost in running in parallel with the with the Pels. And so you see them, you know, Jaron Jackson doing what he does, Desmond Bain doing what he does, all of these young guys that they've invested in and who have been there and who have, you know, committed to the team and, and things like that. Um, you see the system kind of going. So it was it was a double-prone loss, especially to kind of to, to see Steven Adams just, like, be I, Hakeem Olajuwon for the first yeah. quarter. It was it was crazy. Um, and so, you know, that that, that Memphis loss was a, was a tough loss. And, and as you said, um, you could kind of start to see the shift and, and, and public opinion and, and tweets and things like that um, start to kind of bubble up to the surface. And, you know, and some of it is rightfully so. Right, right, right. So that led into the Dallas game. And to me, every Dallas game was always going to be heightened because that's where I live. And all my friends, all the circles that I run with around here, like they're all big Cowboys, Mavericks fans. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, man, maybe we can get this one. Like, obviously, they just made a trade. They lost KP. You know, maybe we can get this one. You know, I still think the Mavericks are Luka and and uh, Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. But like, bro, Luka can't—they were up twenty in the first quarter. He's like, so good. It, it was it was like you started. It it was just like you started the Memphis game, and it never really ended until like the third quarter of the Dallas game. Like it was the mm-hmm. same basketball, right? So you start mm-hmm. the game, you're down twenty. Lucas hitting step back after step back after step back. Like, Jackson's doing everything he can. Herb's doing everything he can. <laughs> and Antonio and Daniels make a good point. He's like, you know what? Guys like Luca, guys like that, like, you just got to live with the step back three and hope that eventually they'll they'll kind of average out in terms mm-hmm. of their shooting, like, throughout the game. And it did, right? Like, as the yeah. game went on, you know, the step back threes weren't falling as much. But what happens is, and why guys like Luca are so good, they kill you with that move, so then you adjust to that move. And then they kill you driving to the lane and creating for other people. And then they kill you going to the basket themselves, right? Like, they find different ways to dissect you to the point where, like, every basketball game is fluid. You've got to be able to adjust on the fly and, and kind of, uh, you know, mix and match what you have on your team in order to fit that. And I feel as though the Dallas game is where, other than the Tyus Jones and Jose not guarding him, the Dallas game is like, okay, you got Jalen Brunson cooking. Yeah, Jose on your bench, and you know he's probably one of the better. I mean, he is probably the best guard defender on the team. Mm-hmm. Why would you not match him up with him? And then it's like, okay, well, Najee's cooking, or or not Najee, uh, Lucas cooking. Why not put a body like Najee or somebody of that size to kind of go up against Luca? Where Garrett Temple is shorter, he's smaller, he's weaker, he's slower, he's older. Like, there's nothing in his favor going against putting him against Luca. So like, you look at the minutes. And I saw someone was like, oh, well, the minutes where Garrett Timber wasn't on the court, the Pelicans actually won. I don't know if that's necessarily a surprise. I'm not saying if Garrett Timber never wins the game, the Pelicans win. But it's like throughout the game, you didn't see the type of adjustment you'd like to see when you're trying to win a basketball game. And so, mm-hmm. you know, CJ, you know, God bless CJ. And thank God he's a Pelican because he tried to will his us back into the game. And, you know, to and, and uh, Antonio Daniels' point and everything like that, it's like you got to keep playing. Like you got to keep pushing because you never know what happens at the end. But every time the Pels got close, it was simple. It was similar in the Memphis game. They'd have a bad turnover or they would shoot a bad shot or like something like wouldn't go very well. And it's like, man, you can't keep living by the same mistakes over and over. So the Dallas game was very, very frustrating. Was there anything you took out of it that was positive? CJ. <laughs> CJ is 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 he is he is a he is a certified bucket. Uh, he is as advertised, um, if not better. And so, uh, yeah, that that Dallas game was 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 tough, uh, only because like Luke is just one of those guys, man. And like you know, he's one of those guys that you have to have your best game from your best player in order to go shot for shot for, with him. Because Luke is is one of those guys where. His bad games are now like 25, 8, and 8. Like, that's a bad game for Luca, right? And he's that that much of a talent. And so when you saw in the first quarter, 
the Pels came out with a defensive philosophy. They were trying to trap Luca, or, 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 or you know, mm-hmm. and trying to, to do the drop coverage in a pick and roll. Um, but they were trying to get the ball out of out of Luca's hands, and he was just hitting them with step back after step back after step back. Um, and then, like you saw, every de- is like he went down the line. Jackson was there. <laughs> Herb was there. Like Gary Clark got some. Gary Temple got some. Like everybody. And so, like you said. Once, once those step back threes became part of the game so early in the quarter, you started to see Jackson step up on those. And the second he stepped up, man, I mean, Luca had, you could kind of see Luca smiling when it happened. He just had his finger on, on the game. And so with Brandon Ingram and, and, and I think with Brandon Ingram's case, you know, since he's gotten CJ, we've all seen a, a precipitous decline, uh, in his points per game. Uh, and just his overall involvement and energy in the game. I, I think that, uh, you know, and the same with JV, I think that that's a, a, a part of you just get you get into the all-star break, you know, and, and they've been carrying. We, we were in a three and 16 hole. And, you know, CJ, he, uh, you know, for as great as he is, you know, he just got here. He was off for a couple of uh, had that, that scary injury was off for a little bit. You know, I just think B.I. and JV got to a point where they just was ready for the all-star break. Um, they needed it. I think everybody can see that, that, that you know, even the, fans, didn't make it now. The, the, yeah. the, the, the fan base, even, yeah, absolutely, man. And, and even the fan base needed to get to the all-star break, um, you know, before all of this, you know, hell broke loose. Uh, but you know, I, I think that they just needed to get to the break. But when BI and, and, and JV, you know, JV did all right. You know, he, he had an all right game, but it wasn't impactful. It never felt like it was, he was doing things to contribute to winning. And, and when BI is yeah. right, absolutely. And when BI, and, and and JV are both in that kind of like in that passive mode, um, just not in a, at the top of their games. Uh, it, it's hard to beat a, a guy like Luca, man. He is he is top five talent. Um, you know, there's already talk about where this place is going to be in the top 100 when the next list come out. Um, and he's just that guy. He's 22 years old, and so um, it was it was tough to tough to watch. You know, the CJ fought back and, and and kept us in the game and. You know, until they put Luca back in, and it was you know it was the end of that. So, uh, you know, a tough tough week for the Pels, man. Tough week at home for the Pels. But I think you know, getting into that All Star break, just getting away from the game, getting away from you know uh, from the the hustle and bustle um, uh, of of the of the NBA schedule, uh, just gonna bring a, a, a sense of refresh. And, and hopefully, you know, Bi and JV could kind of use this as a as a as a launch pad to kind of let's get this ship started and get this this chase for uh, tenth going. Yeah, and, and and to kind of talk about things of the week, because you're right. I mean, all three of the games, you know, B.I. was really good in the first game. It was mm-hmm. an aggressive scoring. Like, he almost had a triple-double. He got to sit out the fourth. But, like, the other games, like, everything was a little off. Like, everything, like, his shot was a little off. Like, there were shots where we've credited him all through se- all through the season that last year, like, there were a lot of times he would pull up for jumpers. And this year he was be like, forget that. Like, I'm going to go dunk the ball. Mm-hmm. And there were opportunities in the Dallas game specifically and Memphis to some degree where he could do that, but he settled for the jump on and miss, right? And so credit to what you're saying as well, I think some of that might be fatigue. Some of that might be frustration because you really saw, like, the lack of fouls and the fact that, mm-hmm. like, he's attacking the room. Like, he's doing everything you want him to do. He's not complaining for uh, files after that happened like he's doing all the things you want him to do but he's not getting the same calls especially in the Dallas game you saw him visibly frustrated with the ref because he's like man Luca just did the same thing and you gave him two free throws you just look at me like play on like and so you could see some of that kind of wearing on him um throughout the week and so I'm hoping you know a week off kind of leads to that but I think the bigger part of it is again we talked about it last week anytime you insert you know, a number one or a CJ into a lineup, I think it takes B.I. a second to realize, okay, you know, yes, I've taken the next step in my game, but, like, every game is going to ask something different from me. Like, sometimes I'm going to have to get a triple-double and get 12 assists. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to score 30 to get us in the game. Like, sometimes I'm going to have to do other things. And so you saw, like, his rebounding wasn't as strong as, you know, what he – like, there was tons of missed rebounds in the Memphis game. We're like – 
somebody go grab the ball. Like, and that's typically what, you know, shout out to Josh Hart and B.I. have been doing all season. They've been going get the ball, you know, when, you know, whoever is out, right? And you didn't see that. And so I think it's starting to trickle into his game a little bit. And so I, what I would love to see, and I, I love the fact that we got CJ, not only the player, but the person, because I think he'd be the type of veteran to take B.I. to the side once he gets back from this weekend and say, you know what? The only way this team operates and does well right now is if you are operating and doing well. I can do, I can get my own. I can score my, like we see it. Like I can play off all other people I've been doing in my whole career. But the only way we get to where we need to get is if you are at the top, top of your shit. Don't adjust to me. I'll adjust to you and the team. And so I'm hoping to see B.I. kind of take that, take that step. Uh, this week in terms of like just readjusting his mindset that, hey, you're still the leader of the team. You're still the person that we need you to go be, right? We need you to be the star that we know you are. So go play like it, right? Like go be aggressive and go do all the things you've been doing all season long. The other part that I saw throughout the week, man, the defense was, I I don't know bad's the right word. Like we gave up 120 in all three games, right? Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times it's like, okay, you know, sometimes people have a good night. But this was, like, easy 120. Like, guys were shooting wide-open shots. There were so many putbacks. Like, there, there was just so much a, a lack of energy on defense. Uh, I think, and we'll talk about it, I think some of that's not playing guys like Jose, not playing guys like Najee, like guys that get the, the energy going, get the defense, you know, reactionary to the point where it's like, okay, I see him going out there, setting the tone. Let me go ahead and follow his lead. You didn't play guys like that. Those guys didn't get minutes this week. And so I think you see that in the defensive struggles. Like, mm-hmm. what, what were your takes on why the defense was so poor and why the team just felt different that week? Yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it's a it's a combination of of players not, not being all the way focused. And then, like you said, the players that are being played, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, when you have a Memphis team, right, you have a Memphis team without John Morant, Without Dylan Brooks, both of those guys are, you know, big parts of their team, both offensively and defensively. Um, but you allow Steven Adams and Tyus Jones to kind of just make up those points, um, you know, and, and, and that's a that's a lack of, of focus because Steven Adams, we know, is not talented offensively. He's not. Um, that's just him finding places and outworking, you know, the defense. Uh, you know, and, and out hustling the defense and getting to places where he can just put the ball in the room. It's not like he's coming down and hitting threes and, and things like that. And, you know, even if, okay, let's say that the defense was giving up those layups and stuff because you were defending the three. Well, here comes Jaron Jackson Jr. coming down in one screen and he's wide open for a three-pointer. Um, I think that that the entire team, bro, I just think that they all they needed to get to the break. You know, the the, the CJ trade should have energized the team. Um, it should have bought new life, but it's brought new life to CJ. You know, CJ has has come in, and you know, you see him pumping up the crowd, and and from the jump, you know, he's getting ten points in the first quarter, and you know, he he's lively and things. But you know, CJ is not a defender. Uh, he's not. You know, he's never been a defender. Um, he's never been. You know, nobody's ever acclaimed him to be a defender. And so when you when you bring him in, and you lose a Josh Hart, like you have to reconfigure not only offense, but you have to reconfigure defenses as well. You know what I'm saying? You have to find the rotation. Josh Hart, what made him so good was that he was a he was a glue guy in the most purest sense of the word. Right. Um, because what he would do is he would he would allow your offensive player uh you know to to do you know your offense your best offensive player to do the things that he wants to do. But he also uh you know he also allowed himself to rebound and push the the offense and stuff and so he had all of these different assets that he was he was you know impacting the game well you bring cj who's a much more dynamic scorer and i'm glad that the pelicans made the trade would do it a hundred times out of a hundred times um but you know he is a different type of player that you're plugging in and so you have to find ways to kind of turn this defense, um, turn this roster, find ways to play your defenders, your energetic guys, um, find minutes for those guys. Because when you have CJ, he alleviates some of the offensive needs that you may need from, um, you know, the space shooter from a Garrett Temple and, and things like that. Because you can run those through, you know, what theoretically yeah, yeah, what you yeah, have. Yeah, yes, yeah. theoretically is what I mean. 
Um, not not result wise, but theoretically, you would need that space shooting. And why you be playing him on the floor? You don't need that anymore because CJ kind of bolsters it, it, that that scoring that that just you had out there with Josh Hart. But you have to find ways to to get those defenders in the game and and, and find the right right nucleus. And so you know, we see at the beginning of the season what it took for this team to get through some things and work through some things and finally get into a rotation and see who can play and, and how each other play. Um, and now you have a totally different team now with, with, with CJ in here. And so you have to, they have to find a way to, to Willie has to find a way to get these rotations right um, around CJ. If he wants this team to be successful this season. Yeah. I would say the other part that kind of led to the defensive struggle is the combo of CJ and Devante like that. That can never work. Like, you have two yeah. guys that are smaller in stature and that are offensively driven, guarding 6'6 six, six, and 6'7 six, point guards and shooting guards. Like, that was mm-hmm. – that's never going to lead to good results, right? That's right. a piece of it. And then you combine the fact that Devontae's struggling mm-hmm. uh, to find his shot. Like, that's not – that's not yeah. a recipe for you, you can't you, you can't be leaking oil on offense and defense. You right. can't – and not, not both at the same time. Right. And, and so – you compound that with the fact that, you know, what they did was they condensed the roster in the Mavericks and they said, okay, we want to focus on a, a certain set of guys or whatever uh, to, to make sure that we're ready for the push. But to your point, like you spent the whole first part of the season figuring out what Jose is, figuring out that, oh, Najee can still play defense, he can still contribute, figuring out that, oh, Jackson probably needs to play more minutes at the four than the five. Like you've mm-hmm. spent the time doing that. But then when the CJ trade happened, you were like, well, forget all that. Like, like Jose well, just went out the roster. Uh, Najee just went out the roster. Like, the other part about the Memphis game was, and you and I talked about it, it's like, their rookie was starting. Like, I, it, was out of, it was out of necessity, right, And because of injuries. But, like, their rookie was starting. Ours hasn't played in, oh, in weeks. So, mm-hmm. it's like there was a lot of things that kind of pointed out to, like, man – this is a bad combination. Like nobody really likes what's going on right here. And that's why you felt so much, so much frustration from the fans. And so we got to be honest, like you and I, we always talk about fairness, right? Fairness Mm -hmm. all the way around. So when you get credit, you know, you also have to be able to kind of come to uh, some criticism as well. Right. And so Mm -hmm. on the flip side, take it as well. So we've talked all, all, all year long, all season long after the summer league, once we saw we're like, man, Willie green, um, has really done a great job in terms of transforming this this program uh, to one that everyone has bought in, and like we've all seen that. Mm-hmm. But he struggled this week, right? Like there were mm-hmm. there were some things from a rotation standpoint that don't make sense, and I'm gonna let you get into that. Mm-hmm. I think some of it may be about how Willie Green handles things, and what I mean by that is I think he could be loyal to a fault. Like if everything you've seen in terms of okay. You know, Thomas Adoransky, like, let's play him uh, because we, we've seen what he can do. He's an experienced experience vet, yada, yada, yada. It didn't take until he was in protocols for Jose to actually get minutes, right? Mm-hmm. For Jared Harper to get minutes, right? Now he's seeing it with, you know, with, with Garrett Temple as well. And to your point, you and I noticed it. After that presser where uh, Will Guillory, shout out Will, friend of the podcast, was like, hey, why are we playing Garrett Temple? Like, even though he hasn't been <laughs> successful, and Willie's like, I don't know. Like, you, I felt like that was the moment where he was like, okay, you know, enough. Like, we need to go back to the, the drawing board. Obviously, I'm not doing something right. So, I feel as if he's been a victim of his own success. Like, he's done mm-hmm. so well getting us to this point where we're com- competitive, even you know, without number one, and things seem to be going in the right direction. And then it's like, okay, well, every time something goes wrong it's going to be highlighted. Like, now it's like, mm. well, why did you fix this? Why aren't we operating well? Why don't we look like Memphis, even though you weren't there when Memphis started this whole thing? Like, why? And so now everyone's turning on Willie Green. So where are you with it, both the criticism and in terms of where you are with Willie Green? Just just like you said, I always I always ask for fairness. That's always all I ask for. So the, the same way that I praise Willie Green, and I continue to, he is a fantastic coach. Um, You know, he is learning. Uh, you know, and growing with the team and he's made some really good decisions, uh, you know, and he's had to, to do some things. And so uh, first off, I want to give him a little bit of credit uh, for benching Devontae Graham, uh, you know, just as, you know, as obvious as it is, 
um, you know, these guys have a different relationship than the right. way we watch. Right. Um, you know, we view it from TV, right? And so for what we think is, hey, like a 2K sub, just start <laughs> substitution, make the change. Like these guys have feelings and emotions and egos involved and, and things like that. And, you know, you can't really just straight up coldly bench a player that you that is on your roster. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, he, he, he made that difficult decision. Um, and, and, you know, and Devontae Graham, to his, you know, credit, came out and played. You know, he could have sulked, he could have cried, he could have did whatever, but he came out and played. And so he had a better game than right. he had no- Exactly. And, and so um, you know, I, I want to give him a little bit of credit there. But you know, that's where that's gonna stop. And so this 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 you know this run, this stretch here, you know, really has made some questionable decisions. Um, you know, we've 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 talked ad nauseum um about Trey Murphy and and the the non-playing, uh, non-trusting, uh, whatever the case is that he's not on the court. Uh, you know, we've talked about that and we've talked about the way that that when he does play, there's a there's a level of uptick. You know, I, I can't really put my finger on it, but like you feel, hey, OK, Trey is, you know, he, he he's is he's there at least. And then he you, he shoots these threes and he may go two for five, but he makes two threes and or, or two for four or one for four. But he makes them and he pulls a little a gravity that way, as opposed to, you know, to Garrett Temple, who, you know, has made two and three three pointers. Uh, you know, throughout the 35 games and 40 games, he's made two three-pointers and he's getting beat on defensively. And it's not a knock on Garrett Temple. You know, it's a knock on his role that he's playing. Because if Garrett Temple was, I saw somebody on Twitter, I can't remember who it is. Sorry if I don't, I don't give you this attribute, but they called it like the, the, the Louisiana Udinus Haslam. Like if, <laughs> if that's who he is, you know, and, and breaking case of emergency, then that's fine. But you're, you're expecting Garrett Temple to give you off the bench minutes. Um, you know, and, and and contribute in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. I that's I, I I can't give you know I can't make excuses for that. You know, you keep you keep playing them out there over and over again, and it's like it's not working. It's just not working, and and you know it's, it's turned the fan base against a really good guy in Garrett Temple, right. a really good vet. Um, you know, somebody who you would want on your team, uh, and somebody you would want to have championing your program in your city, um, and, and your franchise, and so. Um, you know, that, that's, that's one aspect. And then, you know, we, 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 uh, we laud, you know, them finding Garrett, uh, uh, Jose and, and, and having him out there and the energy that he's brought and the way he, the swagger that he's brought and the bravado that he's brought, but also the defense that he brings, uh, you know, at the point of attack, uh, you know, we've talked all season about how, you know, this guy has been such a fine and a rejuvenation. And then CJ comes and it's like you just completely just, you know, he doesn't get to see the floor at all, especially when you have Tyus Jones and and and, and Jalen Brunson and and Fred Van Vliet, like all of these different <laughs> guys that, you know, Jose could come in and help. He could definitely right. come in uh, and, and, and guard those guys. Maybe he can't guard a DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine backcourt. Um, but I would still like him more uh, against those guys than, you know, what we've seen from uh, Devontae Graham and stuff. And so it's weird to see him just kind of go away from, from what's working, uh, you know, and things like that. But to go back to what you said, to, to sum it all up, you know, when, when Will asked him that question and his answer was, you know, I don't know. And he's, he talks about we haven't found. And this is a very, I think, important wording the way he said it. We haven't found the guys, um, the best guys off the bench yet, but we will. And that lets me think that, you know, this this brain trust and, and Willie Green, again, he's a basketball player. Like he understands basketball from a in-game I played level. And so he knows that obviously something isn't working. And so what I'm hoping and, and I think with the with the with the French, with the team uh, and the fans are hoping is that this all star break, he's down and he's sitting and he's like, listen, it's not working. Let's 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 scrap it. Let's get to film. We know who our starters are, um, you know, as of now. And so let's find out who is working. And they've just been in the bench and in the lab. And so um, and find out who works with who uh, well, because this rotation that he has is just not working. Um, um, the, he, the, the bench is not giving us what we need. Um, and, and it's just it's it's so frustrating because you see CJ out there and you see B.I. out there, you see J.V., you see Herb and you like, man, like. This team should be a lot better, you know what I'm saying? Like going forward right now, and so you know the same way we give we give Willie his credit. He's a he's a rookie head coach, you know he's he's figuring himself out. To your point, I think it's a little bit of suffering from your own success um, because you you've done so many good things that 
you need the good things to continue because it's like, oh, wait, wait, that's not what we used to. You know, we used to coming on the show and, and talking about Willie's after time out plays and, you know, his rotation this way and this, that, and the other and, and these good things. And even in losses, you know, we, we say that this team competes and Willie Green is bringing so much. So this, this you know, this is a learning opportunity for Willie Green. I hope that, you know, that he's in the, in the lab with the guys and, 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 and learning that, you know, some of these rotations is just not working. Yeah, I mean, we got to the point where guys were actively looking at wide open Garrett Temple and not throwing him the ball. Like yep. that, you can't have that. You can't have that on a court where BI's getting double triple team, JB getting doubled on the catch. Uh CJ's got three guys around him. You can't have guys looking at guys wide open and be like, I'm not gonna pass to him because he's not gonna make it. Like that, that can't happen on a team. And I think that also leads into defense, right? When you're so dejected because you can't get shots up and you can't hit wide open shots on offense, it's like now I got to run back off D uh, on D because he either airballed or bricked it so bad that now they're on fast breaks. Like that is so deflating as a team. And to your point, like you and I sat right next to Jose. Like Jose brings so much energy to this team, like so much energy. To this team. Whether he's on the bench, whether he plays two minutes, it doesn't matter. And so when you take a presence like that, coupled with Josh Hart off the team too. Like that's that's hard to counter, right? That's hard to come back for. And so, you know, to your point, it's not Garrett Tipple's fault. Like, let's look at the roster and be honest. He's the worst player on the roster. And that's not saying it's a bad thing. Like he is the last player on the roster. Like if you look at it from top to bottom, he's the worst player. He shouldn't be the sixth man off the bench, right? Like that, that should, that should, that doesn't compute, right? The math ain't mathing on that, right? <laughs> you look at, if you look at skill sets and look at all the wings on the bench, Tony Snell, Najee, whatever, everybody has a specific skill set that they bring and they're good at that particular thing. Garrett Temples is like leadership and like, <laughs> you know? And so, and so, like, it's just one of those things where, like, you gotta make an adjustment and you've gotten to the point where, like, you have so many guys who can contribute in different ways. That it shouldn't be like a locked-in rotation. It should be like, okay, depending on the matchup, we might play this person tonight. Or if this person's got it going, this person might play tonight. Like, you know, again, Devontae's one of some games and things like that. But if he's not shooting well, there's not a lot else that, you know, he may bring to the table. And so if you're not going to play him and Jose right next to each other off the bench, Jose needs to get those minutes, right? Like, you have to be malleable. You have to be able to adjust to what the game is giving you like you've done multiple times this season. So I'm looking to see, you know, how Willie responds. To your point, I feel like he felt it after the game. Like, it, it was it was, it was, it was, was a little bit of like, all right, man, like, y'all, y'all, y'all right. Y'all got it. You know, this is, this is a me thing. Let us figure this out of the staff, and we'll fix it, right? And so – I'm hoping, and, and again, like I have all the faith in Willie Green. Like any person who's that way in terms of leader of men and their ba- basketball knowledge, it's their rookie year. You're not going to get everything right. You ain't going to be yeah, Popovich. It, you ain't never, gonna be ever, yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> going 82 and 0. Uh, Willie Green not going to win every single game and be perfect in every single uh, in every single situation. Right. And so you play it against teams, which if you would have looked at the schedule going in, you'd be like, those are hard games anyway. Like, you might not win. It was how you lost the game. So, I'm looking to see the Pels kind of, you know. Yeah, you're you right, bro. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If you if you told me that the first couple games of the CJ era would be the Heat, Spurs, uh, the Mavericks, <laughs> the Grizzlies, like, I, like that, the Raptors, I'm like, so we trying to incorporate uh, a number two <laughs> option into this, you know, this team that was already kind of like, you know, building some things and, and going in the right momentum. So we're just going to break that down and try to rebuild <laughs> with a rookie head coach. Uh, that's probably not the teams I would want to play. Like, give me some of those, you know, uh, Detroit's, you know, give me some Orlando. <laughs> but, like, between the the good coaching and Eric Spostra and, 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 uh, and Pop, uh, uh, and, and you know, Jason Kidd has, has done a good job there. And the star power between the the, the, the Grizzlies and the the Mavericks. And, like, this is just a lot of teams that is like, man, like. Worst time. <laughs> e, this is not the right amount. This is this is probably not the good teams to be trying to figure stuff out. So, you know, tough week for the for the Pels. But, again, all-star break. Yeah, you you almost wish the trade would have happened like after, like yeah. like the trade would have happened during All Star break, and then we figure it out on on the back half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is what it is, you know. Such is life. It's basketball. You got to play on. Yep. So, um, speaking of All Star break, there was mm-hmm. a particular thing that came up. 
uh, with Zion Williamson, right? So CJ uh, McCollum was interviewed by the, the staff on TFT. Them dudes are wait, hilarious. you mean I'm, wait, 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 Z- wait? Zion was in a, in the news this week. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have never known. That's crazy. Yeah. So you know, Zion's in the news, and, and CJ, you know, is asked like, you know, how's the experience been? Again, you know, it's it's a blessing to have a player like that who loves and, and you tweeted out who's embraced New Orleans from day one. You expect that from a veteran. Like, you expect that from a guy who's been around, who's the president. Of, like, like you expect that type of embrace when he knows what he's walking into. Like, they're asking him to come in and be the Drew Holiday of, of leaders for this team moving forward with such a young core. So they ask him, they're like, hey, uh, you know, what's the situation with Zion? You know, is he playing? Have you talked to him? He's like, actually, I haven't talked to him. Uh, I've only talked to his camp. Boom. As soon as that happened, like you text me, you're like, uh oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. And, good. and here goes the world, right? Like everybody, everybody runs with it. And it's like, man, Zion hasn't reached out to this man. Like this man just joined, just got the trade. You can't reach out to him at the very least, right? And so and it's CJ, you know, the, the whole world, the whole league. A good guy. You know, they, you know? they love CJ, they respect CJ, yeah. Right. And so no, he did not. Um, so <laughs> then the whole broadcast reaches out, and everybody sends Pell's Twitter into a frenzy. Everybody is upset. Now we got people th- with the trade machine, even though the trade deadline is over. Trade machine <laughs> for next year. Like, all kind of stuff. So I'm just going to give you the flow. Where's your mind? Where you at? Where do you sit? Shout out to Big Z. I'm glad you asked me that question, Raphael, because you know I'm glad you asked me that question. <laughs> um, Zion Williamson, man, I listen. I shout out to Chris. You know, Chris, Chris kind of spaces and, and his his fire. You know, his fire words that about you know being a New Orleans fan, uh, being a Pelicans fan, because New Orleans is in front of it. And I think that's where I am with it. Right, I I am of the mindset that listen, the man is hurt. He had surgery on his foot. Um, you know, and his foot is not healing or doing whatever the case is, but whatever reason he had to step away from the team, uh, uh, and do some healing in in, in Portland. Um, and you know, and, and, you know, he hasn't reached out to CJ. So I'm at a point where I am so excited about what Willie Green has done, what Brandon Ingram has brought the, 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 you know, the inclusion of CJ, um, her, not all her, uh, you know, yes, I can shoot Jose, like there's, Jackson at the fort, like there's just so many things to be to be proud of with, with this team. You know, getting out of that three and sixteen, like that is difficult to do. Um, you know, a lot of teams like they they go at three sixteen, and you might as well just throw the rest of the season away. Like you just throw it away. Um, for the, for these guys to be in the in the eleven seed and fighting for the ten seed, um, you know, regardless of who's who's there. Uh, uh, and things like that. That is something to be celebrated for. And I think that we are doing a bit of a disservice because, listen, Zion is a New Orleans Pelican as of two, 543 on, <laughs> you know, February 21st, 2022. And so I will never, ever, you know, I I, I just won't, uh, you know, attack a person, attack anybody's personal life and, and what they're doing outside of, uh, of basketball um, you know, as far as like healing themselves or, or stepping away from the game, because listen, as as a 21 year older uh, with, with all eyes on you, you know, LeBron is a is an anomaly. You know, having the, the cameras on you from day one um, and, and, and up until now and not folding, having any kind of like bad hiccup or, or anything like that. That's not a norm. That's not the normal thing. Um, you know, and, and it's tough to be young and have the cameras on you 24 seven and every single thing you do is reported. And even some of the things you don't do is reported. Um, it, it's just tough being that way. And, and, you know, I'm, I've always been a big component of, 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 of fairness and, and things like that. And, and so, you know, when you hear all of this stuff about his camp coming out and I, I agree with, with everybody, I think, you know, at some point you have to mature as a person um but as a professional you do have to mature and, and, and speak for yourself i do there is an element to that but i also think that like you don't like you don't have to do that because you know nobody's asking uh denver about michael porter jr and, and jamal murray nobody's asking the clippers about Kawhi leonard nobody's asking for his every step 
uh, Paul George's every step of the, uh, of the way. Um, you know, and, and like I said, Michael Porter Jr. just disappeared and nobody, <laughs> nobody is asking anything. And they just gave him a $150 million extension. And so, you know, you never, but, but it seems as though Zion's every single move and non-move is just such a big deal. Uh, uh, and I get it. He's a megastar. And I get that these are, these are the pains of having a megastar, you know, on your team that, you know, the all eyes are on you. But, like, he is on a team. There is, there are other guys that are, are here and are competing and are, are, are busting their tail, um, you know, to, to, to be where they are right now. And, and to just, you know, group the Pelicans together with Zion um, and or whatever's going on with Zion, like, He's the face of the franchise, uh, you know, uh, as, as he was drafted to be. And he's, you know, this this transcendent star and, and, and all that. And I get it. But, like, he's not playing. And no amount of fat jokes, no amount of emasculating jokes, you know, no amount of of of, of complaining and, and adding David Griffin on Twitter is going to make him play <laughs> when he's not ready to play. You know what I'm saying? And so... I, I can't speak for Zion's mental health. I can't speak for Zion's uh, relationship with his stepfather. That may be something that that's there that we don't understand that we, and it's not for us to understand. My whole thing is that the Pelicans are an 11th seed fighting for the 10th seed. That is what the Pelicans are doing. When Zion wants to join back. And, and if he wants to join back, I personally, and I can't tell people how to be a fan of a team, and I don't speak for, I, I try not to speak for people and speak how you should think and what you should do. I, I never want to be that guy. But for me personally, if Zion, if they, if I woke up tomorrow and they told me Zion would come back with 10 games remaining and I'd get 10 games of Zion, I'd welcome Zion with open arms. D damn all of this media attention. Damn all of this he say, she say, hearsay. Like the team right now, it is playing their asses off and, and when Zion and if Zion returns and comes back, you know, great. If he, you know, finds a way to, to, to respect and honor his stepfather and his mother, uh, while also being a professional, uh, and being a man and standing on his two, his own two feet, they're fantastic. Great. But Brandon Ingram, JV, Herb, those CJ, those guys are, are balling right now. Um, and, and Willie Green has stuff to find out with the guys who are here. Uh, um, and I, I just, I, I just, I hate to see Zion be dragged through the mug the way he is, especially when it's, it's not coming from his mouth. You know what I'm saying? The last time we heard Zion say anything from his mouth was that he loved this city and he loved to play. I don't know how, I, I'm not a, a, a foot doctor. I don't know how to <laughs> heal. I don't know how bones here. That's not what I went to school for. Um, but I, I do know that if Zion you know, told and, and, and said that he wants to be on his team and play. And that's the last thing I heard from his mouth. I personally would not want to be dragged, uh, you know, by, by fan. And, and, and last thing on that. And just cause this came on my mind, it is hard for me for, for, to, to see fan. And listen, I get fans frustration. I, I understand. I want Zion in, in Jersey from game one. I wish he was playing and we would be rolling. And I get that it's hard to watch Ja uh, sipping Casamigos on the on the All Star <laughs> break and throwing up three sixty dunks, um, and, and and saying, "Oh, you know, I love Memphis and I love." I get it. It's very frustrating. I, I wish my my rookie, uh, I mean, my All Star was was up there doing the same thing. I, I wish it, um, but he's not. But but it's hard to to say in one breath. You know, we want people to be here. We want people to embrace the city. We want people to love the city. We want people to be ingrained and entrenched in the culture um, and put on for the city. And then at the slightest inconvenience, you calling you you're telling this man about, you know, you you're calling this man all kind of uh, you know, out of his name and and making fun of his weight and, and making fun of things that we have no, it's all speculation. It's all speculation. And so it's hard. For, 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 because these guys see that. Like, trust me, I, I know some, I don't know a lot of players. I'm not like, but I know some NBA players and they see this social media stuff and, and, and things like that. And so when, and, and again, I don't think that they make decisions based off that, but if, you know, they got entire droves of, of people who are showing up to games and taking pictures at the Pels game and these people are, are calling him out of his name and things that his mother and stepfather uh, did not name him. Uh, it's just hard to, to see, man. And so I hope that this relationship gets repaired. Um, I'm, I'm a Pelicans fan. Uh, I, I love this city. I love this team. 
Um, and I want this team to be great. And the best way for this team to be great is if Zion Williamson is healthy and playing in a Pels jersey. And that's what I want to happen. So that that's that's just where I'm at with Zion, man. I I, I, I hope the best for him. I hope he gets better. But I'm locked in on this Pels team, man, and this push for, for 10. I'm with you, bro. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting that on the same day, it wasn't even like a different day. Like the same day that they asked Curve about Zion, they're like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he keeps up with the team. He tries to, you know, let us know, uh, check in on us, see how we're doing and things like that. Um, you know, he's fighting everything he can to get back and, and, and play with us. And you've heard the same thing from other teammates. You've heard the same thing from Antonio Daniel. Like you've heard the same thing from the people who talk to Zion. I think you're right in that there needs to be a separation of church and state. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to, to your point, grow up and and be your own man. Speak for yourself. And so for the people who are like, man, I just want to hear from Zion. No, you don't. Because the times you've heard from Zion, he said exactly what you just said. Like he had a one-on-one interview with Joel uh, and AD or two-on-one interview with Joel and he said, I want to be here. They asked him a month ago, late uh, a couple months ago, what do you want to do? He's like, man, I'm fighting everything I do to get back with my team. Like that's what he said. And so if you don't believe him, that's fine. You To your point, you 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 are entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to, you know, however you feel. Like, I'm never going to tell somebody else your opinion is wrong or how you feel is wrong. Your feelings are your feelings. But that's what he said. And so if it's his camp saying all this, is his camp being difficult with everyone else, then maybe you need to have a conversation with your camp. With the stuff about the, the media promoting next year's season tickets based off, you know, other players. Herb wasn't on that list either. But maybe it is, maybe it is a statement to – you know, Zion's camp that, hey, to your point, we're pushing forward with the, the what we have here, like what the momentum we have here. And so, like, you want – if Zion wants to be a part of it, like, let Zion step up and say that that's what he wants and, and buy in and things like that. To your point, like, I know how it's going to Like I said, that first day, opening night, I watched Zion in the back warming up for the game. And, like, he, he looked like – and I kept talking. I was like, bro, he looks like he's embarrassed – that he can't be mm-hmm. what everyone wants him to be because he's hurt right now. Like, that's literally what he was pacing back and forth. I'm like, I've never seen this from an NBA player who's injured. And then, like, the first couple of months of the season, you got fans calling him fat during the game. Like, forget what's going on on the court. People are yelling at Zion. Like, everything is about him. And so maybe they're like, you know what, let's get him out that situation. Like, that's that, that doesn't help anyone. Like, that that deters from the team. And so – to your point, man, I, I, I'm at I'm at a point where I see some people in the comments talking about you see the success from John. How are you not motivated by this? This whole situation can go one of two ways, right? It can go one of those ways where it's like, man, this is eye opening. This is something where I need to prepare myself in a different way moving forward. I need to handle myself in a different way moving forward because in order to have success, I have to be locked in with my team. I have to listen to people who've been doing this for a long time ago. And, and 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 to your point, like you grew up with the same people, your close family all your life. Who is somebody to tell you that those people are wrong and you got to put them to the curb? I can see a 21-year-old fighting over that, like mentally. I can see a, a 21 like, man, how do I tell this person who's been there my whole life? We saw, we, we that, saw Zoe deal with it. Yeah, like that you, you're wrong and you need to go wherever I'm, I'm focused on here. Like you got to figure that out, right? Like I wasn't making those decisions at 21. Like I, I don't know how about you, but like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not making an excuse for him because at some point you have to stand on your two feet and stand up for who you are and say what you really want. Again, I've never heard a bad thing from a teammate or a coach. Stan Van Gundy doesn't have a job because his relationship with Zion and B.I. wasn't good. Yet Stan Van Gundy's the same guy who gets on national TV and talks about Zion's work ethic and Zion being tremendous talent and Zion being such a great person. Like, Coach K, like, everyone you've talked to talks about the character of this young man, yet everything you see is being ripped about the people around him. And so at some point, he has to separate the two because you can't make excuses because you're leaning on other people's decisions. And so uh, to your point, you know, this team reaches its ceiling with Zion Williamson. Whatever you, if, whatever trade engine you want to spin up for whatever you're getting back, it's not going to be greater than a healthy Zion Williamson. It's not, right? And so, you know, it's in everyone's best interest for them to figure it out. You know, whether you hate Griff, whether you hate Zion in this camp, whether you hate the team, whatever it is, it's their best interest to figure out something that works better moving forward so that this team can get where they need to go, right? And so I'm not going to kill a young man. Again, I would just ask that you – 
you follow your own footsteps, right? Be your own man at some point and figure out a way that works that your family's this way. My organization, my career is this way, right? And that, and that's, and that's the path I'm gonna go down. Yeah, and I, I, I just want to go back one more thing. So eloquently said, and and you know, I, I, I think that we are in, in kind of real in agreement of of how Zion needs to deal with things as far as like maturing and everything. But just to go back to what you said about the the season ticket thing, right? The the Pelicans were in a, a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation with the season ticket, um, you know, uh, announcement, right? Because the past two seasons they've included Zion front and center, uh, his picture as well as his name uh, in the description, and you know it's been backlash from the fans. How dare you sell us this, you know, without Zion, uh, you know, knowing that Zion wasn't gonna play, or how this is false advertisement? How dare you you get us that? So you know whether they put him on there. And, and they're not sure if he's going to be ready to play or here or whatever the case is. Um, they're selling you the players that you're watching right now. And, you know, if they don't put him on there, you see what happens. The, the you know, the rumors run rampant and things like that. And so, you know, I think it was a situation where they were damned if they do, damned if they don't. Um, and they just took this, the, the approach of, you know what? Um, and I'm not saying this is what the, the pro draws, but this is from looking from the outside, like, you know, y'all, it, it, people told us that we were selling them false advertisement and false dreams with, with including Zion on it. We're going to move it with the people that you're watching, that you're seeing this entire season. Um, and, and, and here we go. And, and so, uh, you know, I think it was a, a situation where they had to do something. Uh, they had to push it. Uh, and I think, you know, they, they just did what they could do at that point. Right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, all you see from Zion, Zion's not a social media guy. He's not Jackson. Like, mm-hmm. he ain't posting every day after every game. All you've seen from him on his Instagram, on his Twitter, whatever it is, it's supporting the people like, oh, he didn't reach out to CJ. Like his last like four tweets are about CJ joining the team and everything like that. All his Instagrams about what Herb's doing and him going to the rising stars. Like it's, and then it's him posting himself in a Pelicans. Like that's all you've seen over the last couple months. And so again, I just caution people to attack a 21 year old when you don't know all the information. Nobody does. Obviously nobody does. The Pelicans mm-hmm. might not, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know all the information. So, you know, you feel how you want to feel. Uh, but for me, you know, I'm going to reserve my energy for what's going on with this team. Speaking of what's going on with this team, 23 games left, right? We are two games back in the Tennessee with Portland. We are four and a half games <sighs> back. Portland, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. They keep winning Josh Hart out there hooping. You know, yeah, out man. Him, but, him, but y'all need to take a couple L's, bro. Um, yeah. But we got two games left for them, which will be huge games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Simmons is. He is hooping like he thinks he's dang. Like he's crazy. He look he his he looks like him out there the way he eat the little stop, he, side steps and game winners. He I'm like, damn, this dude, yeah, man. he's taking a step. And mm-hmm. then you got the Lakers. You're four and a half games back with the Lakers with all three games left to all three games left to play. You got the Clippers. You're six games back at them. You got to play them one time. I already beat them twice. And then Minnesota, you're not catching. They, you're eight games away. You're on the tiebreaker, but they're playing good basketball. So man, right. after last week's turbulent week let's call it that how do you feel you still feel confident are you a little worried are we in trouble nah I I don't think we're in trouble I think you know this is this is the teams that we lost to were good teams um it's not like we lost to some bottom dwellers uh you know we lost to good teams um and we we're incorporating new team uh new players and everything and and again uh I I think that this break uh it, it came at a perfect perfect time uh I just think that everybody um the, the the organization uh and the, the best players uh just need to take a step back you know just just kind of take a step back let's reassess what's going on uh bi can can kind of get his 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 head together and get and get himself um you know out of the funk that he's been in uh jv as well and so i, I think that you know uh uh you got portland and, and again i i just think at some point at some point in these last 23 games something has to give w- w- with them i i don't i just you know, Anthony Simons is balling, um, but I just, I just, there's something, I, there's no way that this team, uh, you know, he carries that team into, he, now he might, and, and if that's the case, we need to start having some conversations about <laughs> Anthony Simons um, and Josh Hart, but, but I just think at some point, you know, they have to regress to the mean eventually. Um, the Lakers, you know, they, we have three games against them and, you know, how many of them are going to be without AD? We don't know. Or, or hobbled they AD, them. you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I like our chances. Uh, you know, I, I like our chances as long as, you know, B.I. can get itself together. Um, you know, I like our chances. And 
if not all of those games, probably all of those games, you know, we've seen the Lakers struggle, so, something serious. So I, I, I like our chances to get, you know, either ahead of, of, of Portland for sure. Um, you know, and, and the Clippers, another team that is just, they just keep winning. They just keep winning for some reason. Um, you know, and, and ho- I think they'll regress to the mean eventually as well. Uh, but they got a lot of like, uh, I guess older people on their team kind of carrying the load. So I feel a little bit more worried about them keeping and sustaining their way of, of hooping. But that Portland team, I, I think we could catch that Portland team. We just got to get to get our, our, our health together, uh, as far as like, you know, everybody, um, getting that headspace together and, get, and getting it, you know, locked in on, on one goal and, and locked in on this, on this turn, uh, chase. But I don't think we're in trouble at all. I think I think we we'd be all right. I think we all right. I like I said, I tweeted out. I still think the Pelicans making the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. all the teams we talking about, and I, I agree with you. Like that Lakers team, it's not. There's no one coming to save the day for them. Nope. Lakers. Like AD nope. is out. Russ, but Raph, even when they had AD, they wasn't that good. So even yeah. if he did come back, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. So, like, yeah. I don't know how they're going to continue to get back. LeBron seems checked out. Like, he talking about oh, being a Cavalier. Bro, like, I'm like, bro. It's the LeBron, middle of the LeBron watched Steph drop 50, and now he got to go back to Russ. Yeah. So, I still think the Pels get them to play in, and I think they get into the playoffs. Like, I, I don't fear any of those teams. Even Minnesota, who's playing good basketball, we already beat them twice. Like, that's what I'll see, Jay. I – I like our chances, you know, no matter who we match up there. Uh, call me a homer, whatever it is. I just think that this team is going to figure it out. I think Willow Green is going to figure it out. He's going to adjust uh, the lineups, and we'll find a rotation on the stretch to get us where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, we got two games this week. Uh, we got Phoenix without Chris Paul. You know, that's a that's a huge blow for their team. We it played is. them without their bigs, but Chris Paul is the engine that makes that team work. I'm, I'm interested to see how they – six to eight weeks, he is. He is out-out. Like, he's out-out. Yeah. Out, <laughs> So, what are your thoughts on that game? We played on Friday, right before the Zulu balls, so and we're gonna have to do some pacing up. That is, ourselves. that is, I, I don't, I don't I, that is gonna be one hell of a day, bro. <laughs> um, but no, uh, long, I, I, long, yeah, 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 um, yeah, Phoenix, man. I, I, I think you know they, they are a good team. Um, you know, even again, they are a very system oriented team. Uh, you know, they they plug in guys when. When they missing campaign has been really good, uh, you know, playing behind Chris Paul, and so he'll, you know, he'll step up and and, and be, you know, kind of take the reins a little bit. Uh, Devin Booker's been playing phenomenal. Uh, you know, DeAndre Aiden is good, and we know what Mikael Bridges does. So, uh, you know, I, I think you know they they without Chris Paul, uh, they have a much better shot against this team. Um, you know, I, I I would I'm very interested to see that game because. Coming out of what we've what we've gone through, and we talked about this All Star Break this podcast. Um, I want to see straight out the gate. I want to see what Willie Green's rotations are. Uh, I want to see if there's been any change to that at all, and I want to see what Bi's headspace is. Um, if they do something to kind of get him involved early, uh, so that they can you know keep his not not interest, but get him involved early. Get him like, hey, bro, like you got to get going. Uh, CJ obviously CJ is gonna fit in and get his buckets wherever he needs to, um, and, and he's gonna give them in a copious amount. Uh, but I think that, you know, it, it, I want to see B.I. come out and be a, aggressive that game. Uh, they, there isn't, you know, Mikael Bridges is probably their best bet uh, to, to guard Brandon Ingram. So then, you know, that should open up the floor for C.J. Uh, you know, if they have to put Devin Booker or, or some other guard on him that won't play as, you know, that great defense. Or maybe they go Jay J- Crowder and, and, and Mikael Bridges on him. But whatever the case is, I think either one of those guys should have, a, a you know, a, a bit of a of an advantage there. And, and, you know, DeAndre Aiden, for as, you know, as good as he is, he's still, again, slight in the frame. And we talk about if JV could just attack, Every he, should have, he should have a, a matchup uh, a advantage as, as far as size go and strength go almost every time, almost every game. There's a very few centers uh, that I don't like JV's strength and skill, uh, you know, matched up against. And so I want to see his aggressiveness. I want to see B.I.'s aggressiveness and, and any kind of t- uh, tweaks to Willie Green's rotations. And, you know, I, I think we might have a chance in that game just because Chris Paul's out and, and you know, and I think B.I. might have, you know, they'll get together and, and see, like like you said, you know, off camera, it's right there. It's right there. Let's get it. Right. Um, I, I think that first quarter would be telling, right? I think the first mm-hmm. quarter of that game, for two reasons, right? Let's see how Phoenix adjusts. To your point, they, they're full of veterans. They're not like young Mm-hmm. younger talent. We keep saying young, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Younger talent on the team. Like, they got experience best on their team. So, like, they should be able to handle it better than, say, the Pelicans have with such a big shakeup. But still, you take 
the main facilitator out of any offense, they're going to be mm-hmm. some pickups, right? And yep. I'm, li- I'm glad we get them first game out the gates, right? Yep. Before they, before they figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Like, I, I think how that first quarter goes, like what type of mentality B.I. has, uh, what type of mentality J.V. has, like as soon as he catches the ball, go score. Like go to the free throw yep. line 20 times. I don't care, but keep going, right? I'm No one's going to yell at J.V. for taking a shot right in the basket with a small or whoever matched up against him, right? So uh, I, I'm intrigued in that game. And then Sunday, first game versus the Lakers, man. It's a 9 o'clock game on a Sunday. Of course it is. Of course it is. Monday grind the next day. (sighs) All right, luckily. So what are your thoughts? Do we get that one? I cannot wait until we play (laughs) the Lakers. Rather, that that game is going to be – that game gonna have a lot of a lot of pettiness to it, and I, I'm I'm great. I'm I'm ready to to, to experience it. Uh, I I think we win that game. I, I the Lakers are just not a good team. Um, they're not a good roster. For, for like they're not a good roster. But now like they don't like each other. So like they're definitely not a good roster. Uh, now like like you said, um, nobody's coming through that door. I'm not afraid of the Russell Westbrook. The the only thing I am afraid of is that okay. we get that always that one guy and this okay. that uh the 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 what is it matt reeves the rookie from oklahoma austin reeves, from oklahoma. Austin reeves. Yeah. Oh, i'm sorry austin reeves yeah I, I i'm just worried that lebron somehow gets this man 25 points we get the garrison matthews uh of the of the lakers to hit us but like other than that, I'm like not worried at all. Like I, I'm just not. I think LeBron, like you said, it, it, I don't think that he's fully checked out of yeah. the entire season. But I think that he's like, you know, yeah, like he's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't be balling so hard, uh, you know, and going so tough to get to the 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 play in and ADB hurt or fragile or the team not good or Russ throw up one of them off the top of the shot clock backboard uh, shots and so. You know, he he seems a little bit like you say he really enjoyed his All Star break. <laughs> he really, he was very candid this All Star break. I thought for a second you were about to say anything but Garrett to ball LeBron because oh, I think Pels Pels could have explode if that was that like that. Yeah, no, that can't happen. Nah, that can't. That can't happen. Happen. But I, I don't no, think it will. But uh, as always, we appreciate y'all rocking with the show. Um, let's hope for a better week. It's body grind. It's got to be a better week. Everybody's got to be in better spirits. Um, with with things going out, but what you got left for the people? As always, you never know what people are going through, so give somebody a smile. Uh, you know, pals, we pals fans, we are we are in the, we are in the trenches, but this is the this is the, the stretch, and you know that we bought CJ in. Um, this is the stretch. So if anything, get behind this team, get behind the guys that are playing, um, get behind those you know those 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 runs and those those games where. You know, Herb and, and Jose and those guys are, are, are balling and putting it all out on the line. Um, and, and the stars are bringing us home. So I'm looking forward to this post All Star break run. Um, I, I'm excited to see what's going on and what's the changes going to be happening. And I think some some are coming. So as always, you can follow me at Garrick underscore Rattler. Follow my brother at Raphael underscore Rattler. Um, follow the, the Pels Pod Twitter page at Pels Pod and follow us on Instagram at the underscore Pels Pod. Like, uh, you know, like the, the show, like the the, the episodes, uh, listen to us and, and give us some ratings. Uh, let us know what you guys, you know, want to see improve from us. Uh, you know, we always we open books um, and come holler at us on Twitter. We love talking games. We, we live tweet throughout the game. And so, um, you know, come holler at us and, and come, you know, kick in and talk some Pels with us. So as always, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you all for rocking with us. Yes, sir. We out.